Welcome, folks, to another edition of Opinions All Day. And this week, I will be covering ESPN released NFL fantasy quarterback rankings that were absolute garbage. Why the Chargers' run defense must improve in 2023. And why Luka Doncic and Joel Embiid should both consider leaving the Mavericks and 76ers, respectfully. But I start off the show with Austin Eckler, who I said last week is delusional about running backs' overall worth in the NFL. And, you know, we're, we're on this pathway with Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, all these Christian McCaffrey, all these running backs hopping on Zoom calls, talking about how, how it's a disgrace that they're not earning proper uh, wages, even though. Running in the NFL is a passing league. We've transitioned to quarterbacks, offensive line, wide receivers, tight ends. That's what matters the most in the NFL. And Austin Eckler this week went on the Rick Eisen show, went on this spiel about, oh man, it's disgraceful that third string receivers make more than me or make more than starting running backs in general. The stats don't back it up. The last five Super Bowl winners and their starting running backs, along with salaries, were t- 2023 Chiefs, Isaiah Pacheco, 705,000. Cam Akers in 2022 made 890,000. Leonard Fournette in 2021 made $2.5 million. 2020, Damian Williams, $1.73 million. 2019, Sony Michelle, 1.75 million. Austin Eckler earns currently 6.25 million dollars. That is 13th among running backs, which is behind Bijan Robinson, Christian McCaffrey, Avin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, James Conner, Miles Sanders. Austin Eckler, you know, when you think of running backs, and I'm not saying Austin Eckler is not valuable to the Chargers. He had 13 touchdowns last season. But when you look at where the league's heading, you have all these quarterbacks that are you know, young quarterbacks, um, all the money, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, Kyla Murray, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. Jimmy Garoppolo, Bryce Young, Trevor Lawrence, C.J. Stroud, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Tua. You have all these quarterbacks that run the league. You have these receivers that make a lot of money. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, D.K. Metcalf, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Debo Samuel. You have It's a wide receiver league. You just heard me name the running backs from the past Super Bowl champions the past five years. Isaiah Pacheco, Cam Akers, Leonard Fournette, Damian Williams, Sony Michelle. Can you name, outside of Leonard Fournette, did you even know who the hell Isaiah Pacheco was? Did you know who Cam Akers was? I forgot about him. Leonard Fournette, I knew about him. Damian Williams, couldn't, couldn't tell you who he is. Could, wouldn't be able to tell you what team he's on now. Sony Michelle, 
2019 did very well with the Patriots. But what happened? Have you heard from him since since then? Have you heard from Sony Michelle? He played for the Chargers for five games. He was terrible. He was garbage. God awful. Running backs get beat up. That's why they don't make a lot of money. Bijan Robinson makes the high. He's the highest paid running back because he's a rookie. $13.72 million. Christian McCaffrey, he's a Swiss Army knife, $12 million. Alvin Kamara, Swiss Army knife, $11 million. Aaron Jones, $10 million. Nick Chubb, $10 million. Derrick Henry, $10.5 million. There's a reason why running backs don't make a whole bunch of money, and most of these running backs play with average quarterbacks. They play with average quarterbacks. Bijan Robinson, average quarterback with the Falcons. Christian McCaffrey plays with a bunch of musical chairs with the 49ers. Derek Carr of the Saints. Ryan Tannehill, Mike Malik Willis, Will Levis, pick one. They're all the same. Average quarterbacks, below average quarterbacks of the Titans. Daniel Jones is a below average quarterback with the, with the Giants. They play up below to average quarterbacks. Justin Herbert's not an average quarterback. So I can understand why Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, or Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, I can see why they're mad. I can understand that. When you're stuck with Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, and Will Levis and who other and who whoever you know Josh Dobbs I could I'll be pissed too if I were Derrick Henry, but Austin Eckler doesn't deserve that pass because he plays with a top five quarterback in Justin Herbert. Well, do you hear Isaiah Pacheco with the Chiefs complaining and bitching? No, you don't. Do you hear Joe Mixon bitching and complaining? No. Do you hear the Bills running back bitching and complaining? No. Do you hear the running backs from the Jaguars complaining? No. Do you hear the running backs complaining with the with the Ravens? No, you don't. So when you have a quarterback that's top five in the league, at worst top ten, you're in a special place. You have a chance to win and compete for Super Bowl. Instead, you're going on these stupid national television shows, running your damn mouth, throwing the team right the bus, and then going on the radio talking about you're not... You should be worth more than six $6 million. You had a chance to be traded. And I, I, I went over this last week, and I feel like Charger fans, specifically, the, the other podcasts that I listen to, they're, they're absolutely, they have a stick up their ass. Guys, he's, he's not on the same level as Saquon Barkley. Two different situations. Saquon Barkley stuck with Daniel Jones. Christian McCaffrey plays the freaking... Sam Darnold and, and uh, whoever the quarterback is, that young dude from North Dakota State who can't get on the field. Brock Purdy, seriously? So I, I can understand from Christian McCaffrey's perspective, he went from the Panthers' disaster to, to the 49ers' disaster at quarterback. Alvin Kamara, I could be, uh, yeah, he played with an old up, beat up Drew Brees, and he's playing now stuck with Derek Carr or Jameis Winston. Both kind of the same. James Winston, yeah, I think he has lace. Who knows? Derrick Henry stuck with Malik Willis and 
Ryan Tannehill and Will Levis who puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Bijan Robinson, you're, they don't have a quarterback of the Falcons. Second, you're going to be the offense. So I could see why he wanted that bag. Saquon Barkley, all those guys. That, that makes perfect sense. But for someone like Austin Eckler, stop it. You're not the most valuable player on the team. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Joshua Palmer are more valuable than you. Gerald Everett, Corey Lindsey, the best center in football. Rashawn Slater, the best left tackle in football. Trey Pipkins, Jalen Guyton, Quentin Johnston, Darius Davis. They matter a hell of a lot more than you do. You're replaceable with the Chargers. If you if you were on the Giants with Daniel Jones, that quarterback, or a wax doll, I could I could totally understand that. I could understand your frustration a little more. If you're the centerpiece of the offense and the offense ran through you like it pretty much does with the Titans, like it pretty much does with the 49ers, and how it goes with the Falcons, I could totally get that. I could totally get that. If you're on some shitty team with a below-average quarterback or a rookie quarterback, I could totally get it. I could, I would give, I would have more sympathy and empathy for you, but I don't because you're on a top tier team that is more than capable of reaching the AFC Championship game and potentially a Super Bowl. I mean, and also it would be a hell of a lot better for you if the Chargers, you know, they still won 10 games. They won 10 games despite you only rushing for over 100 yards twice. Add Browns 173 against the Rams, 122. And the Chargers still won 10 games because of Justin Herbert. You take Justin Herbert off the Chargers, we are a 4-2-4 to two to four win team because quarterback matters. Quarterbacks matter. You take Patrick Mahomes off the Chiefs, that's a 4-5-1 to five win team. You take Lamar Jackson away from the Ravens, they're not very good. That's why they paid him. You take any star quarterback, take Josh Allen off the Bills, that's not a very good team. They're not. So stop acting like you're on the, you're in the same situation as Saquon Barkley. You're not. I mean, Charger fans have to understand that. I mean, good grief. Like, what the hell are we doing? I had to listen the whole week to these great, smart people that cover the Chargers very well. But gosh, sure, I want everyone to make as much money as they can. But Austin Eckler is not in the same situation. So stop trying to compare the two. It makes me sick. It makes me sick. Because it's not realistic. You can't compare the two situations. You can't compare Derrick Henry's and Saquon Barkley's situation to Austin Eckler's. You can't do it. Austin Eckler is not the centerpiece of the Chargers offense. If you take Austin Eckler off the Chargers, is Justin Herbert worse? No, he's not. Is it sure? He's like a luxury item. It's like a luxury car. It's like a convertible. You don't need a convertible, but yeah, it's kind of nice on a sunny day. We don't need one. I mean, can we stop it with this bullcrap BS comparison? 
It's so stupid. We get so single-minded, it just drives me off the edge, and BSPN and all these mainstream sports networks are not helping the cause. Some of these dorks are going along right for the ride. I mean, I just named it at the top. The last five Super Bowl winners and their starting running backs, Isaiah Pacheco, 705000 Cam Akers, 890000 Leonard Fournette, $2.5 million, Damian Williams, $1.73 million, Sony Michelle, $1.75 million. Austin Eckler earned $6.25 million to add add incentives on top of that, he'll probably reach eight million or nine million. So what's the problem? What's the freaking problem? You requested a trade and how many teams were knocking down the door for you? None. No one. Free agency came and gone. Off season, draft, no one wanted you. You'll play out the rest of your contract, and we'll see, and, and we'll find out who pays you in free agency. Because I'm pretty sure you're not gonna like what you get, unless you go to some shitty team like the Saints or the Panthers or the Texans or some team that's bottomed out. The Bears, teams that don't have a quarterback. Maybe, maybe they will. The Cardinals. Maybe they will. You're not going to a winning team. Winning teams, it's been proven. You can't. Can you name a single court a running back from the Patriots and that Tom Brady when they were winning? Do you remember Sony Michelle in 2019? You can't. I bet you couldn't remember Damian Williams from 2020. Could you remember any of the 49ers running backs outside of Christian McCaffrey before that when they reached the Super Bowl? D- no, yeah, no idea. You can't name him. What team is Leonard Fournette on now? Cam, I had no idea. What team is Cam Akers on? Yeah, I don't know. If he's still on the Rams, maybe. Sony Michelle, I have no idea. I think he might be. He might, he might be back on the Rams. But it was. You see where value of running backs drops is like driving a car off the lot. That's the way it goes. And these guys knew that coming in. Austin Eckler knew that when he when he joined the league, he knew what it, he knew what the situation was going to be. He knew what it was going to be. And if you're, you have to be blind or just no idea how football works to understand it's a quarterback, wide receiver, offensive line, tight end league. Why is that hard to understand? Why is that hard to understand? Like teams are not going out and paying quarterbacks for no damn reason. There's a reason why Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow are going to be the highest paid quarterbacks. There's a re- reason why Jalen Hurts... Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, who I think is overrated, but anyway, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. There's a reason why they've all gotten paid. That's the reason why Trevor Lawrence is going to get paid. There's the reason why C.J. Stroud, if he doesn't bust into a million flames, he'll get paid in the near future. That's why Deshaun Watson got the bag from the Browns. He hasn't played in two years. It's because quarterbacks don't deteriorate like running backs. Tom Brady played for 20, 20 plus years. You ever seen a running back play for 20 plus years? No, you haven't. The last franchise, the only franchise controlling running backs are Saquon Barkley and Derrick Henry. The last one before that was Adrian Peterson. 
the last running back to win MVP. So I can see the frustration from Derrick Henry and guys like Saquon Barkley, but from Austin Eckler, where you're just another cog in the system, stop it. And then you're running your mouth like you're the centerpiece of attention. No, you're not. The Chargers' offense is starts with Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Quinton Johnston, Joshua Palmer, Darius Davis, Jalen Guyton, Corey Lindsey, Rashawn Slater, Trey Pipkins, all down the list b- before they get to you. And I'm not saying Austin Eckler is not important, but we have to be realistic here. Stop trying to compare the two and they're not the same. It's ridiculous. There's a reason why the Jets went out and paid and traded for Aaron Rodgers. Can you name the Jets running back? So ridiculous. I really cannot stand it. I mean, good grief, guys. In 2020, the Chargers, when Austin Eckler got hurt, and when he had COVID, we had a guy named Kalen Balaj. You ever heard from him since? He did it pretty well. Have you ever heard of Isaiah Pacheco before he joined the Chiefs this season when he got drafted? What happened to that that running back they drafted in the first round? He's probably out of the league by now. Jeez, I mean, it's no. It's, we got to deal with the factual, the facts of the situation that we never do. We get caught up in these stupid "feel bad for me" headlines, and I'm sick and tired of it. It's total BS. Get with it. That's the way it works. And why is that hard for people to understand? Is it, it just mind-boggling to me? Because it's idiotic. It's simple-minded. Austin Eckler's situation is nowhere near Saquon Barkley and Derrick Henry's. Not even comparable. Totally on the opposite sides of the universe. And we have these ding-dongs trying to compare the two of them. Stop it. It's not going to work. I'm not going to let it work here because it's total BS. And on top of it, Austin Eckler starts piling on a bunch of stupid self-centered comments. You see the problem? I mean, I hear from people all the time, oh, you're just overreacting, bro. No, I'm not. You're not, you you are not utilized in similar fashion to Derrick Henry and Saquon Barkley where you, where you are the star of the offense. Austin Eckler is not the star of the offense of the Chargers. Not even close. There's a reason why Joshua Palmer makes more than you, or that he should make more than you, or Quentin Johnson should. If Justin Herbert gets hurt, or Keenan Allen gets hurt, or Mike Williams gets hurt, the season goes to shit. Look at that wild card game and that disaster. Mike Williams got hurt in that. It's a brand. It, don't even get me started. Got hurt in the in the meaningless game against the Broncos. Didn't wasn't able to play in the wild card game. The Chargers offense suffered. Meanwhile, oh wait, Austin Eckler was out there. Thirteen carries, thirty-five yards, and two touchdowns. Thank you to Asante Samuel Jr. for setting that up. Outside of that, Austin Eckler wasn't very wasn't very impactful. Where was that at? At least Saquon Barkley got his team a playoff win. Derrick Henry has playoff wins. Where is yours at, Austin Eckler? You don't have one because you're not you're not the centerpiece of attention. Stop trying to be it. If you want to go to some shitty team like the Texans, go ahead. 
be my guest. It would save everyone a lot of stress and me coming on here and ranting for half an hour about your stupid self-centered comments. Because I'm getting sick and tired of it. And he's, he's continuing now. He, he just won't shut up. Now he's holding press conferences on Zoom, doing a media circuit. No one cares. Anyone that understands or has a brain left understands your situation is not comparable. So stop it. Stop trying to trick everyone. Tom Telesco should not fall for it, and he hasn't. No other team has. If any other team in the league thought you were worth it, then they would have pulled the trigger. No one thinks you're worth a first-round pick. Evidently. Or you would have been traded. And I get it. If you want to go, go get some off-the-field endorsements, you're on there playing freaking video games on Twitch, get some money from that. You have plenty of advertisers. Why does the team have to pay you when you're not the centerpiece of attention on the offense? Total BS. Total BS. All right, so switching gears. ESPN released these crappy fantasy football quarterback rankings. And I ran across this last week and I about vomited in my mouth. The top seven is just embarrassing. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Fields were listed above Justin Herbert. And Patrick Mahomes, hey, Great quarterback, has two Super Bowls. I get all that. I'm not going to sit here and try to disrespect Patrick Mahomes. But at worst, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert have the same level of football IQ. Herbert has a stronger arm. QBR is the same. Accuracy the same. And Mahomes got lucky with an offensive-driven head coach compared to getting stuck with Anthony Lynn, who can't remember the freaking time on the play clock. And then Brandon Staley, who... Went from being aggressive in 2021 to being having a stick of his we're in in year two. And a defense, you know, just guys that aren't really poor time management, poor game management. You've put Pat Justin Herbert on the Chiefs. You, I don't think the Chiefs would skip a beat. You put Patrick Mahomes on the Chargers. I don't think the Chargers skip a beat. So I don't think you know, people can say, call me a homer, like I give it a shit. I think there is some comparison. They're pretty much the same. QBR, accuracy, arm strength. Give the edge of Justin Herbert. Football IQ, about the same. Not complicated. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. I've caught on this about the, the, the media that loves to hump onto the Josh Allen fanboy train is just ridiculous. It's the East Coast classic media. Justin Herbert, like, at worst, is on the same level. Arm strength, QBR, or better completion percentage, yards, a better leader. Josh Allen got chewed out by his star receiver, Stephon Diggs, in a playoff game. Heck, coach made a deal out of it. Do you see anyone in the Chargers getting outside of smart-ass Austin Eckler? Do you see Keenan Allen... Mike Williams, Joshua Palmer, Jalen Guyton, do you see any of Gerald Everett? Do you ever see any of them chewing out their quarterback? Do you ever see Justin Herbert getting chewed out by any of those guys? You don't. 
So Josh Allen being number two again, it's laughable. Every every big moment he's been he's been in he's been in whatever it's the AFC Championship game, divisional games, home playoff game against the Bengals and a snowstorm that should favor you, craps the bed. And and Madden like Madden for example, they're trying to shove it down our throats to put him on the cover. Like the Josh Allen propaganda is ridiculous. I, I, I he's obviously talented. But can we stop with the narrative humping of Josh Allen? Sick. Jalen Hurts, I need to see more. Had a good season last year. Got to the Super Bowl. ESPN's giving him his flowers. And for good reason, he played well in that game. But Cam Newton won league MVP and reached the Super Bowl. And no one gives him any credit. No one gives Cam Newton credit. The first thing out of some asshole's mouth, that's some ass smart ass expert, NFL expert is, well, Cam Newton's passing percentage wasn't good enough. Wasn't a team player. Wasn't a leader. Hey, well, he won league MVP and reached the Super Bowl. No one gives him credit. Justin Herbert is a better passer. QBR is better. Completion percentage better. Jalen Hurts had one good season. Let's see if he can do it again. Because if he, you know, if we want to play the game, well, he reached the Super Bowl. All right, well, Cam won league MVP and Reached the Super Bowl. No one gives any. No one gives him any credit. They just criticize him. So Jalen Hurts, if you do it again and get the Eagles to the Super Bowl, fine. If you put Justin Herbert on the Eagles, I don't think you're going to see much of a difference. It might be even better. Joe Burrow, definitely talented. Reached a Super Bowl, but similar to Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, the talent at worst is the same. Herbert has a much better arm strength. And it's more accurate. And since ESPN or BSPN likes creating a fake stat, QB wins, Justin Herbert is 1-0 against Joe Burrow. Did you know that? Did you know that Justin Herbert's 1-0 against everyone's lover boy, Joe Burrow, who people think is the next Tom Brady? Yeah, well, QB wins is apparently a stat now, and Justin Herbert's 1-0. What about that? How about them apples? 41-22 demolish. Demolition of the Bengals? 317 yards, three touchdowns, 74 completion percentage from Justin Herbert. Joe Burrow threw two interceptions. You don't hear any of that from ESPN, do you? From BSPN. That that ruins the narrative. Uh oh, don't ruin the narrative. Narrative police. Don't don't ruin the narrative. Don't let don't God forbid you name some facts. You list some facts. Justin Herbert has a is one and zero against Joe Burrow. Whoa! You don't you don't hear that from BSPN. Do you hear that coming from Stephen A. Smith's mouth or Skip Bayless's mouth or these other NFL experts, quote unquote? You don't hear, do you? Yeah, because yeah, it ruins the narrative. It ruins the Joe Burrow's, the next Tom Brady, the next superstar narrative. Up next, Lamar Jackson. Ultra-talented, league MVP, outside of Justin Herbert and Cam Newton. One of my favorite players to watch, but Herbert is a better overall passer. QBR and completion percentage are better. Lamar's passing stats have dipped since winning the MVP in 2019 when he was remarkable. At worst, Herbert and Lamar are the same. But since he has an MVP, and I'll give him credit for that, 
unlike people give Cam Newton that credit. I wouldn't be offended if you gave Lamar Jackson the nod because he actually has a personal accomplishment. He deserves it. Now, I, I people are getting ESPN and all these mainstream pundits are getting ex- pumped up about the the potential of OBJ and you know the Ravens' new offensive coordinator Todd Munkin coming over from college. You know, passing game is going to be better. The passing game, the offense is going to explode. Let's see if OBJ Odo Beckham Jr. can play more than eight games. Can he stay healthy? Can we see him stay healthy? Because the only move Odo Beckham Jr. can do at a high level, and this is no disrespect, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but grabbing his knee and laying on the field injured is kind of it's what he's been known for. Or bitching about Baker Mayfield's shitty passes. Let's see how it goes. The Ravens paid him a lot of money, $15 million on top up, reaching up to $18 million based on incentives. Let's see how it goes. Can OBJ play 12 games? Can he play the whole season without getting hurt? Obviously, knick-knack injuries are, can't control that. Some of it's just unlucky, but let's see. Because if Odo Beckham Jr. goes down injured, we're going to be right back in the same situation, which is, hey, Lamar, what's up? And I get it. I, I gave him his respect. He can great runner of the football, game changer, can throw the ball at a high level. Almost as good as Cam Newton did once upon a time when he won league MVP and reached a Super Bowl. But, at, at, but Justin Herbert's a better passer, so at worst, I'll put him at the same. But if you want to give uh, Lamar the benefit of the doubt for winning league MVP, then fine. So I have no problem with that, with Lamar Jackson being above him. But here's where I start getting pissed off. This is where I fell out of my chair when I was watching or reading these rankings. Justin Fields at number six above Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence is ridiculous. Justin Fields had a 59.7 completion percentage last season, 24 touchdowns, 21 picks, a 5-20 record, not even a discussion. Justin Herbert is light years ahead in every category, QBR, yards, completion percentage, wins, leadership, accuracy, Fields is a much better runner, which is not a compliment because your job is to throw the football. And Justin Fields is objectively terrible at doing so. He did not win a game until October 24th against the Patriots. The Bears were 0-8. Justin Fields had five games where he did not throw an interception. Outside of that, it was either two or one interception per game. Deer in headlights when he has to throw the football. He can't, he's deer in headlights. Anytime he has to line up and throw the football, it won't happen. Sometimes they'll run a run and play. I didn't watch a lot of Bears football, but if you go pull up their highlights, not impressive. Justin Fields, I watched him that Monday night game against the Patriots, and they actually won. Still not impressed. I mean, good grief. You beat the Patriots. I don't have a quarterback either. Mac Jones or whoever the third string quarterback is. 
I mean, good grief. Let's look at let's look at Justin Fields' game log from last season. At Lions, 41 to 10. 7 for 21, 75 yards. Disaster. He threw two picks against the Packers, 0 for 2. He threw 0 for 2 against the Texans. Yeah, I mean, this guy is not it. A 60.4 completion percentage. Terrible. 25 touchdowns, 21 picks for his career. And we're putting that guy above Justin Herbert. That is pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. You're, you're comparing, so you're putting Justin Justin Fields above Justin Herbert, who has 14,089 career yards, 94 touchdowns, 35 picks, a 66.9 completion percentage for his career compared to a guy that has 59.7 completion percentage for his career, 4,112 yards, 24 touchdowns, 21 picks. That's the guy. That's the guy you're taking Justin Herbert. That you're taking over Justin Herbert. I mean, officially, fantasy football nerds and those morons that play that stupid, idiotic game don't know what they're talking about. Like, I don't know if it's some freaking 15-year-old obsessed with Justin Fields that he can run the ball. Your job is to throw the football. I mean, you have some nerd in his basement looking at Justin Fields' runs. Yeah, congrats. He started off the season 0-8. You can't throw the football. Terrible pocket presence. Terrible QBR. Deer in the headlights. He's not that guy. And I'm starting to notice the trend of these Ohio State quarterbacks. Not very good. We'll see how C.J. Stroud turns out. But putting him even above Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence is, is a complete disgrace. That is an abomination. I would love to meet the idiots that think Justin Fields is a better quarterback than Justin Herbert. Are you kidding me? Justin Fields should not even be sniffing the top 10, not even the top 20. I mean, that is ridiculous. Justin Fields is not better than the following quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Ryan Tannehill, Geno Smith, Jimmy Garoppolo, Bryce Young. I'll put Bryce Young above him right now. Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. I'll put two above him too. Two is at least competent. Andy Dalton. There we go. Justin Fields is not better than any of those quarterbacks. That is a joke. So these idiots that ranked him above Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence specifically, that is a crime. That is a disgrace. And it proves once again these fantasy football nerds don't know what they're doing. Like ESPN's Department for Fantasy Football should be embarrassed for releasing that. That's why I call them BSPN. Total BS. 
I mean, that is pathetic. Anyone that objectively and under, has any elementary understanding of football and appreciation for NFL football should realize that is a that is a joke. That is a joke. I mean, you have got to be kidding me. That is not a legitimate ranking. Any ranking that has Justin Fields above Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, that should be non that, that, that should be thrown in the garbage. That should be burned. That is that is embarrassing. I mean ESPN should be ashamed of themselves for releasing that. How in the world can you have a guy that has twenty four touchdowns, twenty one picks, a five and twenty record above a quarterback that's made the playoffs? How do you do that? Two quarterbacks that made the playoffs. Seriously? Like, what are fans doing? How in the world can you watch Justin Fields play football, whether it's during the game or highlights, and be like, yeah, this guy's really good? Justin Herbert, you knew immediately from his first start against the Chiefs in 2020 that he looked like he'd been playing for seven years. Justin Fields looks like a rookie that's deer in headlights, has no idea what to do. And that's that's who you put above Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence? That is pathetic. And I don't want to hear from these Ohio State or Chicago Bear Chicago Bear fans don't even like him. I don't want to hear from these college football jerk-offs that think Justin Fields is a good quarterback. He was good in college. But NFL, he's not he's not shown any signs of competence. He had one good game, and these people go nuts. ESPN has a jerk-off contest for Justin Fields being a top-ten quarterback. Total nonsense. Like, when I saw that this weekend, I vomited. I mean, that is ridiculous. How in the world can you be a respectable organization, a sports network, and release that shitty ranking? I mean, you have got to be kidding me. If that ranking was released and, and, and that person worked for me, they would be fired. And I don't advocate for people losing their jobs, but that clown should be fired. The fans that voted for this ranking, anyone that participated in that voting, should be banned from watching football ever again. Justin Fields hasn't done jack shit in the NFL to deserve being even near the top 20, even near the top 10. A 5 and 20 record, a 59% completion percentage for his career. And you put, really? What are we doing? Because he can run well? Well, congrats. You want to go play running back and go do it. I mean, this is pathetic. I mean, that, I mean, that is embarrassing. That is objectively embarrassing. ESPN should be ashamed of themselves. BSPN. At it again. Can't help themselves, can they? Absolute disgrace. All right, so switching gears. The Chargers run defense the last two years, 2021 and 2022, 
even in 2020, were pathetic. So they've got to be better in 2023. In 2021, and losses to the Cowboys, Ravens, Patriots, Vikings, Broncos, Chiefs, Texans, Raiders. The rush defense is garbage. Couldn't stop an old beat-up Zeke Elliott. The Ravens' four-string running back had a field day. I mean, Le'Veon Bell had two touchdowns or whatever it was, that washed-up guy. The Vikings were an eye formation the entire game and fat and flat out ran over Linval Joseph and freaking Jerry Tillery and Kenneth Murray with his stupid spin moves. Just a, that, that was a disaster. Then you had the day after Christmas massacre against the Texans when Rex Burkhead almost reached 200 yards. I mean, with freaking Davis Mills at quarterback. That was a disaster. Looked unprepared to play. That, that was a total beatdown. That was a 41 to 29 stopping by the Texans and Rex Burkhead. Total. That was a, that was pathetic. That was a disaster. And then you had the Raiders disaster and a de facto playoff game. Couldn't stop a single, a simple single back draw play. Couldn't stop an entire game. Josh Jacobs couldn't do anything with him. Meanwhile, Justin Herbert's going crazy for 385 yards, bringing the team back, got us to overtime with five back-to-back, fourth-down, just Superman plays, lose that game, get knocked out of the playoffs. The run defense is horrible. It's been terrible. In 2021, the Chargers faced one of the highest rushes for the entire season, 509. Teams that were higher were the Jets, Falcons, Lions, and Texans. We gave up 22 rushing touchdowns, third to worst in front of the Jets and Texans. Last season, in notable losses to the Chiefs, Jaguars, Seahawks, 49ers, and Raiders, the Chargers could not stop a seventh-round draft pick Pacheco for making us look stupid. Outside of the refs cheating. Anyway, the Jaguars did whatever they wanted. They did. Ran up the middle, left, right. Trick plays, jet sweeps. Couldn't stop anything. That was a disaster of a game. We got crushed. I think it was like 38 to 10. Justin Herbert's ribs were destroyed in that game. Total, total. That was a, that was a disaster. The Seahawks game was an absolute clown show. Kenneth Murray had a career day of doing nothing. Terrible. The stupid spin moves were out in full force that day. He was running out the wrong, wrong lane. Kenneth Walker, the running back from the Seahawks, had a career day. He was making Kenneth Murray look stupid. Made the whole defense look stupid. That was a disaster. We got crushed in that game. 37-23. The whole defense looked unprepared to play. Geno Smith had a field day, looked comfortable. Then on top of it, I had to listen to freaking Mark Sanchez jerking off the Pete Carroll entire game. That was a terrible disaster. And then you got the Raiders. Josh Jacobs did whatever he wanted. And even in the game against the Browns when we won, Nick Chubb, it felt like average 30 yards per carry. It was an, it was an abomination. The run defense was middle of the road and facing run plays, but had the highest yards per carry at 
0.4. Teams in the ballpark similar to us were the Giants, Lions, Packers, and Texans. Total rushing touchdowns given up. Middle of the road. Teams slightly worse. Raiders, Texans, Lions, and Colts. That We've got to be better on defense. Rush de- the run defense has to be better. Because it's been a pathetic disaster. Last season was a mess. Browns was a mess, even in a win. It's been, it's been a disaster for the last three years. We've got to do a much better job. We added Eric Kendricks. Joey Boza, got to play better. Khalil Mack, got to play better. Austin Johnson, got to play better. Sebastian Joseph Day, best run stuffer on the team on the D-line. You've got to play better. You did it with the Rams in that Super Bowl season. You can do it with us. We play a lot of teams that can run the football. Dolphins. Titans. Derrick Henry. Add Vikings. Raiders. Cowboys. Add Chiefs. Bears. Jets. Lions. Packers. Ravens. They run the air out of the football. Quarterback and running back. Patriots. They always can run the ball no matter who's that quarterback. Broncos, Raiders, Bills, Broncos, Chiefs. We got to be able to stop the run. If you want to have any Super Bowl team that's competent, can at least stop a single draw play. A simple lineup, eye formation play, run up the middle, you got to be able to stop it. And we cannot stop that. Morgan Fox, Kenneth Murray, it better be his damn last season. Like if Kenneth Murray, Kenneth, if Kenneth Murray does not play better, he better be out the door. And he's lucky if you'll even be in the league ever again, because he's been a clown show ever since he's been drafted. He sucks. You need to play better. And secondary, the tackling needs to be better. J.C. Jackson, Michael Davis, Asante Samuel Jr., Alahi Gilman, gotta tackle better. Duran James, I ain't worried about him. In the secondary, when it comes to tackling, Duran James don't give a damn. Duran James will show up and he will shut someone down. He will kick someone's ass. I have no concerns about Duran James. He'll show up every week. He he does the dirty work. He'll 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 lay someone out. He'll lay the wood on some fool. I'm not worried about Duran James, but when it comes to the other guys. Morgan Fox has his moments, needs to be more consistent. Sebastian Joseph Day, he's had his moments, needs to be more consistent. Hopefully Eric Kendricks, who is pretty good at run rush defense in his career, fits Brandon Staley's defensive game plan, needs to play better. I know Derek Ansley, the de facto defense coordinator, he's been upgraded, he's been preaching aggressiveness, don't be a bitch, essentially. You got to be out. If you want to win, you got to go out and play tough defense. You cannot let teams demoralize you by running out the clock and running through like 10 cans, like 10 foil. It's easy. Like, I don't know why teams last season didn't run more. Like, at the Browns, what the hell are you doing? The Arizona Cardinals, when we came back and had when Justin Herbert pulled that game out of the, out of the hat, 
Cardinals, you're running through us like no one's business. James Conner had a career day. They just quit running the ball. Part of that's Cliff Kingsbury's stupidness. The reason why he got fired, that idiot. Browns, they stopped running the ball. Teams just quit running the ball. In, in games that we lost in the Seahawks game, they kept running the ball. The 49ers, Raiders, the second matchup, they kept running the ball. These teams that stopped running the ball, the Titans, stop running the ball. You have freaking Derrick Henry. What are you doing? And two, we so we got to be better. Or NFL team, these teams should not be afraid to run the ball against us. And we have good players on defense. If you want to be a legitimate AFC contender, you got to put some skin in the game. Cleo Mack, Joey Boza, you got to be able to do it. Eric Kendricks, Austin Johnson, he had flashes. You got to keep, you got to be more consistent. In the secondary, like I said, it, it all needs to be one joint effort. And I'm not saying you got to be Duran James. Duran James is a different animal, but you got to bring that same type of energy. You've got to do it. If you want to be a respectable playoff team, a respectable Super Bowl contender, AFC title contender, you've got to play physical, no-nonsense defense. And at times, over the last three years, you can go farther back than that. The Chargers have had good defensive players. We just can't get guys to be consistent enough. And that starts with setting the tone. Duran James. You got to set the tone. Got to set the tone week one. We're not putting up with this crap. Joey Boza, got to set the tone. You've got to do it. If it doesn't happen, you're not going to be a successful playoff team. If, you, if the defense, run, run defense, the rush defense does not improve, I'm going to keep coming back on here and repeating myself. If it doesn't improve, you don't stand a chance. Any team that's competent, you don't have to be great at it. You just can't be bottom five in the league. Teams the last two years have not been afraid of running the ball against us. Teams that are smart. Pete Carroll in that Seahawks game, he knew exactly what to do. Kenneth Walker, go have a field day against them. Browns started off doing that and they quit. So if you're the Chargers, if you're Duran James on defense, and you want to win, and you want to be respectable Super Bowl contenders, AFC title contenders, you've got to play defense. And it has to start from training camp that opens this week. Opens on Wednesday. It starts with first day on training camp and starts at the preseason, and it needs to be set before the first game of the year. Because if not, we're gonna we're gonna end up having the same problems we've had, we've been we've been having. Someone's got to do. Someone's got to step up and be the leader on the team. Because if not, we're gonna we're we're gonna look pathetic. And until that the tone changes, it's not gonna improve. So it has to start week one against the Dolphins. Needs to start on training camp on Wednesday and needs to be the tone throughout the postseason or the preseason. I don't care. And I don't care who it is. Guys have got to step up. 
got to step up and tackle. Cannot be scared and do your job. You're on defense. Hit someone. All right, so switching gears to some NBA talk. Should Luka Doncic leave the Mavericks after this season? The Mavericks re-signed Kyrie Irving on a three-year, $126 million contract with an out after two. And I said it before, and I hate to be a broken record, but the Lakers should have signed and taken a swing at Kyrie, who worked best with LeBron James. The Lakers need a score in close games. Austin Reeves, great player, good player. He's not Kyrie Irving. Like, I really wish BSPN and all these NBA experts, who I enjoy listening to, by the way, but we got to slow it down with Austin Reeves. Can we stop acting like Austin Reeves is like Stephen Curry or some top 10 player in the league? He's a good complimentary player. He's a good cog in the system. Do you think Austin Reeves is playing like that in the Spurs or the Pacers? No. He's a decent role player on a decent team. And if you're the Lakers, you should have taken a swing at Kyrie. You are right now currently the second best team in the Western Conference. You looked small. You looked average against the Nuggets. You were right there but you're missing scoring in the clutch moments. And each of the four games, what do they need? Kyrie Irving. And I'm not saying they would have won the series, but you you would have won two games, potentially would have made it a seven-game series. But you didn't. What team gave the Nuggets the most headaches? Suns, scoring. The Lakers have the defense. They got AD. They got LeBron. You need players that can score. Kyrie's that guy. You need need a score maker. You need a playmaker. The duo of Luka and Kyrie was a small sample size, and I get it, but they were 5-11 when they played together. It was horrendous. After the trade deadline, the Mavericks fell from the 4-5 seed to out of the playoffs, losing to the Kings, T-Wolves, Nuggets, Lakers, Pacers, Suns, Pelicans, Grizzlies three times, Warriors, Hornets twice, Heat, 76ers, Bulls, and Spurs. Did that work? And if you're Luka, ever since he's been with the Mavericks, they've lost in the first round of the uh, first round of the playoffs, first round, lost in the conference finals. Missed the playoffs last year. Pretty much tanked last season. I'm sitting back and I'm like, what the hell is this? What the hell is this garbage? You traded away Jalen Brunson just to bring in Kyrie Irving. It's a joke. And Jalen Brunson looked like a star because the Mavericks didn't want to pay him. If I'm if I'm Luka Doncic and they were close, they were close to each other, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pissed. I'm like, dude, yeah, you traded my guy away to the Knicks. So let him walk. And the Mavericks roster is average and their offensive style needs to change from your turn, my turn, the ball movement. Luka, Kyrie, Seth Curry added him, not a bad addition. Tim Hardaway Jr., good player, but I've kind of seen enough of him. 
Need a, like we're, we're really going to run that out again. JaVale McGee's had his time. Dwight Powell, decent, okay player. They added in Grant Williams. They got Josh Green. This is not a great roster. I mean, Grant Williams got pushed, shoved out of the rotation from the Celtics. Joe Mazzulla got there and said, I'm not impressed. And when Joe Mazzulla is a, we're not even sure about his future in the NBA. Because there are times where he looked lost. The Mavericks roster is not great. It's not great. And the offense, that philosophy, if your turn, my turn, hey, Kyrie, your turn, you go drop 50 tonight. Luka, go stand in the corner. Luka's the best player on that team. You, and, and both of them don't play any defense. So that's another problem. That's why they got steamrolled in the second half of the season after the trade deadline. I just, they lost to the Grizzlies, who are, not, who are an overrated team. They lost them three times. Lost to the Hornets twice w- without LaMelo. If the Mavericks miss the playoffs or fail to reach the Western Conference Finals, which is very possible again, Kings, Timberwolves, Pelicans, Grizzlies, Thunder, Rockets, who I believe have a chance to make the play-in tournament, sneaking as eight seed, they're all better than the Mavericks. They're either better or on the same level. Nuggets, Lakers, Clippers, Suns, and Warriors are definitely for sure better than the Mavericks. Luka should consider requesting a trade even though he has three years left in his contract with a player option for the fourth year. I'm requesting a trade because the Western Conference is loaded and what's the Mavericks' future? Like, what are we doing here? We're going to do Kyrie Irving for three years? Will Kyrie Irving even be here at the trade deadline this upcoming season? Because God knows what Kyrie Irving's going to do. He'll go on some excursion. He'll take a break. He'll go on a sabbatical, the India or the Vietnam. Who the hell knows? He'll just get, but he wants that paycheck. And the Mavericks got kind of screwed because they didn't have a choice. You got to let Kyrie walk for nothing after you let Jalen Brunson walk the summer before. I, I don't see the Mavericks' future. I don't see it. Not impressed with the roster. They made some decent moves, but is it earth-shattering? Is it going to take down the Warriors, Nuggets, Lakers, Suns, and Clippers? No way. You have no chance. It's not even good. I'm not, I, I, I would favor the Kings in a seven-game series. I would favor the Timberwolves in a seven-game series. And I, and I am not a big Carl Anthony Towns fan. Pelicans, I would give them the edge. Grizzlies, not a big fan. A lot of talk. Maybe Marcus Smart will improve that team. I would favor the Grizzlies. Thunder, Rockets. The it's a it's a great possibility the Mavericks could miss the playoffs again. They very well could. And and I think Luke is a very good player. He can score the basketball like no one's business. So if I'm Luca, I'm looking at Lakers, Knicks, Heat. Those are the teams that he should keep an eye on and everyone else should based on his relationships with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Jalen Brunson, former teammate, close friend. He has connections with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. 
if the Heat don't get if the Miami Heat don't complete the Damian Lillard trade, which they should, need to speed it up. If I'm Luca, I'm looking at Lakers, Knicks, and Heat. Who knows? Maybe Knicks. They get Joel Embiid, Jalen Brunson, and a Luka big three. Possible. The Knicks have all the pieces. They got all the draft capital. They got the assets. Luka to the Lakers. LeBron and AD. Or if the Lakers move off of AD, who knows? It's very possible. It's very possible. And if I'm Luka, looking at talking to Mark Cuban and the Mavericks, and Jason Kidd, the head coach, What's our direction? What's our purpose here? What are we doing? You re-signed Kyrie, got Grant Williams, Seth Curry. What are we doing? What's the direction of the team? What's the direction of this franchise? We tanked the last two weeks of the season last year. What's the move? Our off-season free agency period wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great either. I don't know. I'm Luka Doncic. I'm thinking about it. I am keeping my eyeballs, my ears open. I'm looking around the landscape of the NBA Western Conference, and I'm like, yeah. What chance do we really have? The West is loaded, and Mavericks, they could easily miss the playoffs once again. All right, so transitioning to Joel Embiid. Should he leave the 76ers? And there's been a lot of discussion, a lot of, and I've brought it up a few times about the 76ers and how they've underachieved despite having a top five player in the league in Joel Embiid. If the 76ers are serious about reaching the NBA Finals and becoming legitimate championship contenders, they should be on the phone with the Trailblazers Asking what they want for Damon Lillard. They should they should be Daryl Morey should be doing that right now. And I've said it over and over again. If the 76ers want to be taken serious and get past the second round of the playoffs for the first time since 2001, I'm on the phone with the Blazers right now asking what they want for, for Damian Lillard. Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, trade James Harden to the Clippers. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. A Joel Embiid and Damian Lillard duo along with shooters would make the 76ers favorites favorites in the Eastern Conference. Because the Celtics would be worse. I think they're worse after trading for Brzingis and shipping out Marcus Smart. The Heat, they would be screwed if they don't complete the Damian Lillard trade because Gabe Vincent and Max Strews are gone. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo can't do it by themselves. And the Bucks, they're bringing back the same core. Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, and Bobby Portis. Can Chris Middleton stay healthy? Hasn't been the same since the championship run in 2021. And Drew Holiday, he, he's pretty much has come out and said that he's done after the contract. Like when that contract's up, he's retiring. The 76ers have a window and a chance to become the leaders in the Eastern Conference. They have a chance. You have Joel Embiid. You have a top five player in the league. He won his league MVP. 
get past the second round. This has been the 76ers since 2017. Lost in the second round. Lost in the second round. Lost in the first round. 2019, lost in the second round. 2020, lost in the second round again. And last season, lost in the second round. It's not good enough. I mean, Tyrese Max, he's a good player. I don't want to hear the BS from Daryl Morey in the 76ers organization. Tyrese Maxey is off the table. He is a good player. But he's not Damian Lillard. Sure, he's younger, and the contract for Damian Lillard is not friendly. But, damn it, you're trying to win a freaking NBA championship. Is that your goal? Joel Embiid is trying to win a championship immediately. He's not trying to wait for Tyrese Maxey to develop. And Tyrese Maxey is a good player. He's on the Tyler Hero player a level, averaging about 20 points a game. But I'm taking Dame Lillard. Damian Lillard's better than Tyrese Maxey right now. Dame can get you 50 in his sleep. Joel Embiid alongside Damian Lillard, that's a hell of a duo. And they should be doing their damnness to make sure the Miami Heat don't get him. Because if the Miami Heat get him, with that, with that big three of Jimmy Butler, Dame, and Bam. Good luck to the 76ers. Same thing for the Celtics. If I'm one, if I'm serious about competing for a championship, I'm going after Dame also. I mean, like, like Philadelphia. What are you doing? What in the world are we doing? Like, what are you doing? If I, if I'm Joel Embiid and if, and if the if that team stays the same with James Harden, Joel, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, and Mo, they added Mo Bamba, congratulations, Patrick Beverly, Montrez Harrell, and P.J. Tucker, and Paul Reed, and Daniel House. I'm requesting a trade. I'm requesting a trade. And the Knicks are standing in the shadows they're they're lurking in the in the shadows because Joel Embiid is close to a few in, individuals in the Knicks front office. His agent has connections to the Knicks, and I know the Knicks have been the backside of jokes in the free agency period, but they're a legitimate threat. They're a legitimate threat. So if the 76ers don't get it together, and don't get their act straight and get serious about being a championship contender. You have a once in a generation player and he's a center. Centers don't stay healthy forever. Look at Shaq. He hit a wall after the Lakers dynasty. After that run with the Miami Heat in 2006, he wasn't the same. Joel Embiid has injuries out the wazoo. Can't stay healthy. He's always knacked, knick-knack injuries by the time the playoffs come. You need to take an op. You need, you need to tackle and pounce on this opportunity that you have. So what are you waiting for? The championship window is open right now. Dame is requesting a trade, and I know it's not the Miami Heat. But if you're the, if you're the Seventy Sixers, take advantage of it. You can trade them Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris tomorrow. Whatever else they want. James Harden doesn't want to be there either. 
Get James Harden out of there. I'm taking Damian Lillard over James Harden any day of the week. If James Harden wants to go to the freaking Clippers, let him go. And I know Dara Morey has a hard-on for, for, uh, for James Harden, but come on. Is it worth it? And the 76ers have totally botched this window of Joel Embiid. From the Brett Brown days of getting beaten in the first round, from getting beaten in the second round, Doc Rivers not getting past the second round, the 2019 collapse and they had Jimmy Baller in the building and when Ben Simmons was competent. And in this past season, in game six against the Celtics, he was pathetic in the second half. In game seven, he had 15 points. So, so Joel Embiid's not innocent in all this. But the 76ers have played a negative a negative role in getting this team over the hump. It's inexcusable. You had a golden opportunity. That 76ers roster was you can make the argument was on the at, at worst the same with the Celtics. They should have beaten the Celtics. They had them up down 3-2. The Bucks were knocked out of the equation. You didn't have to deal with Giannis. You didn't have to deal with the Bucks. Yet you didn't have to deal with them, and you blew it. The other threats were the Knicks and the Miami Heat. You blew it. And Damian Lillard requests a trade. He puts it out there in front of the street that he's available, and you instead take the opposite route and say, eh, we're not trading Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris. We're good. We'll just run it back and get beat in the second round again. Seriously? If I'm a 76ers fan, I'm flipping out. I'm like, we're going we're gonna to really do this again? We're going to run the Tobias Harris experiment out again? We're going to do the, we're, we're the Jabal and B. Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris experiment with P.J. Tucker bricking corner three-pointers in that shitty contract? Total BS. And we're gonna trust James Harden. James Harden literally requested a trade, and we're not gonna we're not gonna honor that. Seriously, it's it's a joke. And I know NBA people love Daryl Morey, but what exactly has he accomplished? And I get it, the whole MIT analytics, two threes are better than twos. No kidding, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. And for people, for people act like he created James Harden. James Harden was already pretty good coming off the bench of the Thunder. That's why the Rockets traded for him. So, and I feel like Darren Morey lets his personal feelings for players get in the way. He's let his personal feelings of James Harden get in the way. And at some point, people have to get uncomfortable and state the facts. This the, Every team Darryl Morey has overseen, every team James Harden has been a part of, has underachieved. They underachieved. They flamed out with Dwight Howard. They flamed out with Chris Paul. It was a disaster with the one year of Westbrook. Flamed out. He torpedoed his situa- the situation in Brooklyn. And he's trying to blow it up with the 76ers. If you're Darren Moore, you got to sit 
James Harden down and be real with him. But he won't do it. Because if you dare cross James Harden, he'll get pissy with you and he'll demand a trade. Look at it right now. He he He's insulted by a contract extension. He's, he opted into the one year and he's mad. Once a trade. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, if you're the 76ers, how much of this crap are you going to take? I mean, I've been done with James Harden for a while now. I've been done. I mean, he's a great player, great talented player. He's, but, like, is he a winning championship player? No. And he's been given pass after pass after pass. Whether it was with Rockets, Chris Paul got hurt, or Dwight Howard's immature. Westbrook's not a leader. Or the, the Brooklyn Nets situation. Vibes in Brooklyn. KD was coming off an uh, Achilles. Kyrie's not that guy. Takes sabbaticals. The 76ers. Well, James Harden's an older player. He's an older player. He's older. He can only play good once a week. Which one is it? How many more times are we going to do this? I'm done. I am, I've been done with James Harden. And if I'm Javon Bede, and if I want to be, and if I want to win a championship, I'm demanding a trade. And I'm, if I'm the Knicks, I'm pouncing on it. Because the 76ers refuse to pounce on any opportunities. It's a disgrace. It really is a disgrace. If I'm Javon Bede, I'm, I'm ticked off. I'm like, why the hell are we not trading for Damian Lillard? Who gives a shit how James Harden feels? Who cares how you feel about him? I mean, Darren Morey, what the hell are you doing? You have a golden opportunity to go after Damian Lillard to keep him away from the Miami Heat because if the Miami Heat get him, they are, they, they complete the trade, they are championship contenders. If they don't get Dame, they're screwed. The same thing for the Celtics. But if I'm the 76ers, and if you want to compete with the Bucks, who pretty much have one or at most two years left for that core, you got to go get Dane. And if it means giving up Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris, who gets paid a quadrillion amount of do- dollars to score 12 points a game and a couple of draft picks and then shipping James Harden out, what's the deal? Jeez Louise. I mean, like it's like it's a clown circus, absolute clown circus when it doesn't need to be. I mean, if I'm if I'm Joel Embiid, I'm pissed. I'm just saying it. Alrighty, that is it for this edition of Opinions All Day. I will see you guys next time.